the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. Friend, there's a day coming, a glorious day, but today is a glorious day because God has done great and glorious things. And whatever the difficulty is in your life, don't let it hinder you. Look to the Lord. Trust Jesus. Celebrate. As we celebrate Palm Sunday, we remember how Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey while the crowds waved palm branches and shouted praise. But are you aware this event fulfills the Old Testament prophecy in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, that the Messiah would come into Jerusalem on a donkey? As we progress through this holy week, Pastor Jack Morris reminds us of the significance of the most solemn week, where we commemorate the events leading up to Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. You know, Christianity is a happy religion. It really is. I think of the religions of the world, and you can think of it and remember it, how that when they do have a hymn and they sing it, it's usually an off-key, monotone. Uh, there's nothing really bouncy or exciting about it. It's, uh, they have very few hymns, the other religions. Some of them have none. But we have hymn books full of hymns to celebrate and to worship the Lord. It's a happy religion, and the followers of Christianity are a rejoicing people. If you... Do not feel joy in your heart this morning. I believe you will before the the service is over. And if you feel it to some degree, you will feel it immeasurably by the end of this service today. There's nothing dull or insipid about Christianity. And if it's dull or insipid uh, and the world has siphoned the joy away, come on, we're going to have a comeback. The Lord's going to fill your heart with his blessing, and you will soon be praising the Lord. Now, when I said there's nothing dull or boring about Christianity, I learned that one exception to that rule. It was a mother and her daughter who went to church Sunday morning, and um, the pastor was preaching while he was waxing eloquently from the pulpit. The little girl didn't think so. She was squirming and twisting and turning. And finally, she looked up at her mother and she said, Money, mother, can't we just give him the money and go? (laughs) There's more to it than that. But uh, we're so thankful that we have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is there to strengthen us and to help us follow the Lord. Okay, let's look at the scripture now. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 21 and the very first part of the first verse, verse, it says, as they, 
That's the disciples, the 12 disciples, and a multitude of people as they approached Jerusalem. They were on their way to the holy city. Uh, It it was going to be a, a marvelous experience as they went toward the city, following the road or the highway, People began to come out of their houses and gather and gather. And by the time they got there, there was a whole crowd of hundreds, maybe thousands of people following. But ahead of them were thousands more. It is thought that there was well over a million people that had gathered there to look at Jesus riding in on that little donkey into Jerusalem. It was a triumphant, a triumphant uh, experience for everyone and and my prayer is today and it has been God that every person here would have a triumphant experience that that Jesus would just ride right in this morning right into your heart just sort of come down this aisle on a little donkey and just spread his glory all over this sanctuary and everyone that is within it it says as they approached Jerusalem now this would be Jesus last time to go to Jerusalem as a human being, as an individual uh, in the flesh. His first time to go to Jerusalem was when he was eight days old. Think of a mother. She just gave birth eight days ago, and eight days later, she takes her child to Sunday school. (laughs) Eight days old, Joseph and Mary took that little boy to the temple to have the spiritual religious rite of circumcision that would bring him under the auspice of Abraham and Moses. Now he is truly a child of Israel. Friend, you can't start too early with your children. And you have to be very concerned because if you're not, somebody else's child's parents aren't going to be concerned for your child. But bring those children and get them into the house of God Bring them on. Uh, right now, we're working out to get Sunday school teachers back. And Karen, our Sunday school director, Karen Baines, is telling me she's got classes without teachers. And I think, my God, my God, Jesus said, suffer the little children to come. He blesses them, puts his arms around them. And, but we can't meet them one day a week and teach them? It, 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 has Jesus changed his mind about children? He said, unless you become as a little child, you'll not enter into the kingdom of God. And he's expecting his people to care for the children. But if we don't, he's not sending angels to care for them. Nobody's going to care for them unless the Christian people, the quote, triumphant people who have experienced a triumphant entrance of Jesus now wants that same triumphant entrance of Jesus into the children. Let's not complain about them when they get old and uh, older and become teenagers and become rowdy and, and uh, there's a falling away and we're trying to find out why they're falling away. We didn't take care of them when they were eight days old. Thank you. Thank you. They were approaching Jerusalem. The second time Jesus went to Jerusalem, when he was 12 years old, eight days old, 12 years old, he and a lot of boys all the way up the highway to 
Nazareth. They had a wagon, covered wagon, coming down, picking up all the boys, 12 years old, because these boys were going to now have a second religious rite that would bring them into manhood, because Hebrew children at the age of 12, the boys in particular, would become a man by going through a religious rite. Friend, I'm trying to get our, our young people, our children, back there to come to the platform as many times as I can to read the scripture so that they'll be back there with, uh, with Minister Hooper and Minister Mazza and with me and see how we pray together before we come out that they will become part of this church, really an integral part of the church. They will see the inside operation. The inside operation is prayer and looking to God. We're bringing them on. So help me. Stick with me. And you are. And I'm so thankful for the dedication of our parents in Christian homes. Twelve years old. That's when Jesus stayed in Jerusalem when they looted up the covered wagon and they started back towards Nazareth and they started dropping the boys off as they were going home. And Mary and Joseph couldn't find Jesus. They thought he was in the wagon with the other boys, well, other men now, uh, and, uh, or with the relatives. So they go back to Jerusalem. They find Jesus. What a place to find your kid in the house of God, in a Sunday school class, in a youth group. What a place to find them. And there he was, talking to the elders, doctors of the law, Asking questions, answering questions. He spoke to Mary when she asked him, why did you do this to your parents? We were concerned. He said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? Twelve years old. And he knew God to be the father. Come on, parents. These children need Jesus. There's a wicked world out there. And only the word of God is going to sustain them. We have to inculcate the word of God into them. This will be their defense. This will be their glory. Now notice, as they approached Jerusalem, and I feel that on Sunday mornings in particular, now at home during the week, we are approaching our spiritual Jerusalem when we're praying and having our our devotions. But every Sunday morning, and particularly today, I believe we singing hymns, praying prayers, having the word of God. We are approaching a spiritual Jerusalem. Friend, look out. You're going to have a triumphant experience this morning. You're going to have your own Jerusalem experience. All of those people, what a crowd of people on that Jerusalem road. You see, this would be Jesus' last time for, because less than a week, he's going to be crucified. He's going to fulfill the purpose for which he came. And that is to bear our sins. Only Jesus knew that it was less than a week. The disciples didn't know. No one else knew. But he knew he was going to suffer for the sins of the world in less than a week. You see, Jesus at this time was on death row. He knew he was headed for the cross, Golgotha, to take my sins and yours. What a day, glorious day.
Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Rejoice greatly. Well, the Pharisees said to Jesus, contain your disciples. No, I can't contain my disciples, Jesus said. Jesus said, if if these be silent, the very stones will cry out. What's he talking about? I created the stones, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. In Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, we spoke that there would be light. We spoke that there would be vegetation. We spoke that there would be earth. I, con- I created the stones. Even the stones seem to know, or they do know, that a Messiah is present. I looked out yesterday as I was still preparing and praying, and I saw the grass turning green, and I, I saw the leaves on the tree turning green and, and, and coming out. And, and my heart began to praise the Lord. And I said, yes, I see visit, visitation coming alive. Even the trees, the leaves, the grass, praising the Lord. It's beautiful to look upon it. This is God's creation. There, there's a force of life out there today greater than the force of death. Yes, Jesus died, but there is a force greater than death. He stomped the serpent's head. He arose from the dead. I looked at the trees just a few months ago. They looked dead. They didn't look like they'd ever come back to life again. But there's a force, a life force. There's a spiritual life force. Let it involve you. Let it encompass you. Let it fill you. It's the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus, the very spirit of Jesus. In Zechariah 9, 9, he's coming with righteousness and having salvation. Jesus, oh, let us crown him king. He is our king. Let us crown him king. Do you know what a crown is to a king? You put a crown on the king's head. What a crown is to a king? Praise is to Jesus. If you want to put a crown on Jesus' head, thank him, praise him, remember the answers to prayer, remember your salvation, start talking, start talking to him, start praising him, and you will be putting a crown on Jesus' head. He needs you to crown him, Lord of lords and King of kings. Don't wait until I'm going to get to heaven someday and do it. I'm going to do it now because if I don't do it now, who knows? Will I be able to do it then? The scripture says that the church in heaven, the Christians talking about you, you're going to wear crowns. He has a crown for you. Come on, crown him now. He's crowned you and me with salvation, with forgiveness of sins. He's crowned us with an answer to prayer. He put that answer on a crown upon us. 
But the church in heaven, the scripture says, the believers took crowns and they cast their crowns at Jesus' feet. And I thought as I read that, dear Lord, if I don't cast my life at your feet today, will I be able to cast my heart at your feet then? If I don't do it now, whatever you need to do to glorify the Lord in the name of God, do it. Do it. Don't wait for a more convenient time because today is the day of salvation. There's never going to be a better time than this morning, than right now, than today. But Pastor, when I have more time, well, I understand that. But put it on the calendar. That's the day I'm going to make my move. That's the day. But today, I make a greater move. I make a commitment that I'm going to do it. And you say amen. amen. Amen to Jesus forevermore. Crown him. You see, Handel's Messiah was perhaps the greatest of all hymns ever written. Handel's Messiah, I have personally experienced it. I believe you have personally experienced Handel's Messiah. I, I, I think maybe we sing too many hymns and saying words, I surrender all, but we don't surrender all. We're, we, we are in danger of becoming uh, uh, Christians everywhere. Christians of words only. Seek first the kingdom of God. Am I putting him first? Or is it just words? And I'm just bellowing out nothingness. But I want to crown him. And Handel said, King of kings and Lord of lords. Say it again, Handel. King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. And he shall reign forever and forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. What you have today is lasting forever and ever. You're part of forever. So crown him. Worship him. Love him. You see, Jesus smashed the enemy's head. We're going to celebrate that next Sunday. But every day we are to remember, he stomped the serpent's head. He drove the enemy of sin, of temptation, out of your life. You couldn't get it out, but he did. And today you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Your life in, in him, you have been ushered in to the kingdom of God. Oh, the scripture says, listen to it, friend. Listen to it. Let it get a hold of you. Here it is. Lo, your king comes to you. Rejoice greatly. You see, I don't know much about the kingdoms of this world, but I've, I've seen the pictures when the English people meet their queen. At least they curse, curtsy. And the men bow. Friend, Jesus needs an expression of dedication from me and you today. Let's give him our heart. Let's tell him with words. Tell him with actions and behavior. Rejoice. Worship him. All you saints. Lo, your king comes. Now, I I think of, of the situations that many of us are in. There's, there's problems. There's testing times. 
You don't quit during those times. You keep your focus. You keep praising the Lord. Not because you feel like it, but because you know it's the right thing to do. It's fitting to praise the Lord. And so you, you praise the Lord. Surely God has done marvelous things far beyond anything we can imagine or think. And he's coming again. Now notice, when Jesus got to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives, he stood on the Mount of Olives. He looked over down into the valley of of that glorious, magnificent temple of Jerusalem. That's where God abided then, but God is wherever you are now. God is omnipresent. But standing there on the Mount of Olives on that little donkey, ready to go in amidst the shouts of the people, ready to go in, he will come back to that Mount of Olives. And on that Mount of Olives, 40 days after his resurrection from the dead, he will stand on that same Mount of Olives and he will tell the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person, to every person. Choirs, come on, let's sing the hosannas of the Lord. Come on, men and women. We can't go into all the world until we go into a Sunday school class back here and tell the world, these children, these teenagers, these adults, the world that's already here. We built these buildings, put roofs over them, the classrooms are empty. Many are called, but for few are chosen. Yes, my heart breaks. It's time to worship God. It's time to worship God. But he stands on that mount and he tells them. You see, he tells us to do a lot of things. Let's make sure we're doing them. And then he's lifted up an angel on either side. The angel says, this same Jesus, speaking to that million or maybe as high as two million people, all of those people, this same Jesus that is taken up shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Friend, there's a day coming when we're going to stand before God from the Mount of Olives. Now, when he comes back, his feet will touch down on the Mount of Olives, the very mount that he stood on and left terra firma and went back to heaven. His feet will touch the Mount of Olives, and then we will be gathered to him. Friend, there's a day coming, a glorious day, but today is a glorious day because God has done great and glorious things. And whatever the difficulty is in your life, don't let it hinder you. Look to the Lord. Trust Jesus. Celebrate. Come celebrate Jesus. Come celebrate Jesus. Remember we sing it? The bread and the wine, that moment in time. The bread and the wine, his broken body and his shed blood. Let's worship the Lord. Let's give our hearts to him. And let's not, when the amen benediction is sound, hey, our duty is over, we can go home. We won't see the church, a child, a teenager, an adult until maybe next week or sometime later. Friend, we are children of God. Jesus is coming for us. Praise God. Friend, I'll tell you now. Atomic warfare will not take us out. Jesus 
is coming back to people on this earth to rapture them to himself and to love them forever. You belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Rejoice, rejoice in him. As we conclude today's message, I invite you to focus on the joy that Christ brings. Just like he did when entering Jerusalem on a donkey 2,000 years ago, he's here to offer forgiveness, healing, answered prayer, and usher you into his joyful kingdom. And friend, the Healing Word Ministry team is here for you. If you need prayer or want to send a praise report, email us at contact us at thehealingwordministries.org. Our pastoral staff will take your message to God and will rejoice over the victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. That email address again is contactus at thehealingwordministries.org. You can now access audio versions of The Healing Word anytime by going to oneplace.com and searching for The Healing Word. Video versions of the messages are available at lightsource.com. So why not go there today and receive your blessing? Again, that's oneplace.com and lightsource.com and search for The Healing Word. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.